Hi everyone, I'm Damien, and welcome to the new episode of Screen Queens. What would you do if someone sat down next to you on a bus and started to watch porn? With porn becoming more and more mobile, we don't need to carry around magazines and paper bags anymore, or hunt through for like a page four in a newspaper. It's becoming increasingly common to see it being watched in public spaces. I've been in lectures where people have been watching porn, and stories of people watching porn on public transport abound. What can you do? Is it legal? Is it wrong? What if it's actually sex from Game of Thrones or girls? What if the person watching the porn is a woman? What if they're a 13 year old boy? Does it matter what type of porn they're watching? Well, to answer those questions and more, I'm joined today by Brie Lee, the founder, creator, boss of Hot Chicks with Big Brains. How you doing, Brie? Good. Thank you. Well, Brie, hardest question first. Is it ever okay to watch porn in public? That's an easy question <laughs> because no, <laughs> never, ever okay. The... The main reason for that is because when you watch explicit material in public, you are making all of the space around you, which is supposed to be public space, potentially uncomfortable for all the other people who have a right to enjoy that space. Yeah, and I think there are definitely other reasons that clearly put it in the not okay basket. Mm. What if there are children around is always one that just immediately comes to my head. Mm. We, Brie and I had breakfast this morning and yep. there was the most like pretty little girl oh. with like pigtails yep. and a dress and those yep. old fashioned socks that have the frills oh. around them. Yeah. And just imagining her being in a public space where just someone like watches porn is trying just... to get the bus to the aquarium. Yeah. And, like, sitting just... next to some rank dude. Yeah. Is, is mind shattering. Yeah. And I think the other thing, apart from that just disregard of people, is the way that it can very easily become harassment. Mm. And so I think that in some ways gets to what we think is the really important part of this, which is how it is used. Because if I asked, like, would it make a difference if a woman was watching the exact same porn video that a man was watching? And so, I think we'd I yeah. think we'd say yeah it would. Yeah, and as a woman, if I was on a bus and I was sitting there and someone came and sat in the seat in front of me and started watching a video that they, you know, would know that I could see and were holding it in a way that I could see it. If it was a man watching that video, I would be potentially not comfortable asking him to not watch that video. And I'm not saying that I'm afraid of all men out in public, but chances are that kind of person who thinks it's appropriate or not a problem to watch porn in public is not a nice kind of person that I want to have any dealings with. Yeah. Whereas if it's a woman watching it, I can confront her or go and ask the conductor to confront her. And I don't have any fear for actual violence or real world ramifications of me objecting to their behavior. Yeah. And I think it's very much the signals that people can send out by yep. watching yep. with a dude watching. Typically the signals that are sent out is a massive middle finger to the public space, mm. but with the women watching, it can almost be the exact opposite of that in terms of this kind of perverse invitation. Mm. But if you imagine, say that you're watching, I don't know, even if it's just a like sex scene from Game of Thrones that someone could come up and be like, oh yeah, that's hot, isn't it? Mm. And that kind of totally opposite signals and power play that can be involved, I think really does make a difference. It's not just about 
what you're watching, but who is doing the watching. Yeah, absolutely. And if I was watching something like Game of Thrones on a bus and sex scenes started, I would be immediately wary of basically having a big fucking beacon on my head that says weirdos come talk to me. Yeah. But I think on that, you, we were talking earlier that you said that you'd probably just stop watching. That you just like put it on pause, save it for later. Yeah. But I've been in so many situations where I've been watching a TV show, say whether it's girls or whether it's Twin Peaks, where sex scenes happen that are pretty intense. Like in Twin Peaks, there's a scene where a girl gets coked up and almost has sex with her dad. Like that's a lot. Mm. And I have just been so engrossed that I've kept watching. And I think we've all had that experience of maybe when we're on a plane mm-hmm. and I'm watching a movie and that movie just segues into the sex scene and we feel the person who is literally like five centimeters away mm. from us. Often you're like Often touching. closer. Yeah. Just like glance over at your oh. screen and you're just like, oh. so uncomfortable. Yeah. And yet in some ways we keep watching. Mm. So is there a difference there? Yeah, because so much about context and so much about like a kind of gradation of the content itself. Like if you're on a plane, there's not actual porn on a plane. Everybody on the plane knows that that is just a movie that happens to have a sex scene. It's not porn that happens to have dialogue. (laughs) Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's that awkwardness of kind of like ah, that's uncomfortable because you don't know each other and are touching shoulders, but he's just watching a movie Mm. as opposed to he is explicitly watching someone, something to get off. Yeah, and also, like, if you know that it's a film, you know it can't get too much worse, but if there's someone sitting next to you on a bus who starts watching porn, if you're already uncomfortable... What if they start watching more extreme porn? Yeah. What if will they start like you, clearly they've thrown the rule book out? Like yeah. you, you've got <laughs> you can't trust that it's not going to a really dark place. Yeah, exactly. And I think it is about as we came back to how they go about using it, and yeah. often the how is affected by the who. Mm. And in terms of that, in terms of making people uncomfortable conversations that have cropped up in other articles about people watching porn on public because a few of these articles have been coming out this Mm. year, have compared it to other instances of usage of public space that can make other people feel uncomfortable. And the classic example that people talk about, like as a comparison, is breastfeeding in terms of... Because if you think about it, breastfeeding is an exposure of similar parts of the body that Mm. are often heavily featured in porn Mm. and is a similar issue in terms of the use of public space Mm. that has attracted a lot, a lot of debate about is this okay in public? Mm. And people saying, no, doing that makes me feel uncomfortable. Mm. How can we separate the two? Because to my mind, I'm like, breastfeeding is obviously okay, yet porn is obviously not okay. Yet I find it quite tricky to say why, as apart from me just being, it's obvious. How can you not see that's obvious? For me, a really important thing is to note the moral or meaningful implications where if an individual is watching explicit content in public, that is them potentially alienating everyone else from feeling comfortable in Mm. that public space. If you tell women that they cannot breastfeed in public, you're basically saying to a huge group of women, 
anyone with a young child that they cannot be in public. Yeah. Or because the the child needs to be fed and they need to, or if they don't have the child with them, like if you are in the process of breastfeeding, you need to release milk from your breasts in certain hours of intervals. Otherwise it becomes extremely painful. Yeah. And if you tell women that they cannot do that in public, then they have to go to some rank bathroom at multiple intervals during the day or they can't go out at all. Yeah. So there's just this absolute inverse relationship between one thing, being which a is want. the porn. Be, oh yeah. But so yeah, the porn being a want of an individual that shits all over everyone else. Yeah. And the other thing just being a need and a caring act that does not disrupt anyone else's day that allows everyone to use public spaces equally. Yeah. And I think it's about public space often is always going to be contentious in terms of what we do in it. Yeah. For instance, if you have like a protest for the Adani coal mine, for instance, some people might be offended by that. Some people might grumble and say that's awful. And other people might be really supportive of it, but we have decided that that is a decent use of public space because it's important. It's important for our democracy and it's important that we can speak our minds. Likewise, in terms of other gestures that people might grumble about, for instance, there are always those kind of, not so much now, but have always been those stories of people grumbling about like two guys or two gals, like holding hands as being like that, shoving it down our throats and those kind of things that at least make me roll my eyes, but those kind of, well, that's offensive to me. And so how do we differentiate between that being offensive to me, air quotes, versus porn, where I think a lot of people would label that as offensive. And the way I think I go about it is by saying that we as a society accept things in public that are intimate, Mm. but that are decent. Mm. And we see that like a couple holding hands or exchanging a kiss is a decent use even if it is an intimate use of public space. Yeah, and this is decent in the sense of the normal English word, decent. Yeah. And then also that is legal terminology because it is an offence to, like, indecent exposure is a criminal offence. If you are in a park and whip your dick out, that's a criminal offence. And what? the reason, <laughs> And the reason it is... Why didn't you tell me sooner? <laughs> and the reason it is, and the reason certain circumstances of displaying porn in public could also be a criminal offence is because we label them as indecent. And that is a really good example of an area where societal norms inform the way we treat the legal system. Yeah. And so there is change and capability for change. Yeah. So 40 years ago, around the time that anyone gave a shit about Margaret Court's opinion, (laughs) um, two men holding hands in public was indecent yeah like that's that was not okay whereas now thank goodness we're at a part in our society's timeline where we have hopefully at least a bit more come to our senses and so you get something like breastfeeding you will always have losers who say that it makes them feel uncomfortable or somehow offended but it is not in the common sense of the word or the legal sense of the word indecent And that brings us to probably the final question I want to ask you. Brie apart from being the runner of hot chicks with big brains, you're also a legal legal. Um, And even though you can't formally, I'll do this disclaimer for you. you. (laughs) Even though you can't formally give advice. Mm. If someone sits down next to us on a bus or a train or in a lecture theatre watching porn, 
What can we do? What are our rights in those situations? So from an like an official sort of legal perspective, for it to be a criminal offence, you have to you have to prove that it was willful, that the person intended to expose you to that content. And so there's automatically a bit of a difference if you're already on a bus and someone gets on the bus, sits down beside you and exposes you to that content. But if someone is, you know, on a park bench minding their own business who happens to just be watching porn with headphones in and you go and sit beside them, it's much more difficult to prove that they had the intention of exposing you to that content. Mm, okay. Having said that, it's a shit thing to watch <laughs> porn in public. You are well within your rights to make a complaint. Go and tell the bus conductor or the train conductor. Go and chat to your lecturer after the lecture finishes. If As long as you feel that it is physically safe for you to do so, everyone has a right to enjoy public spaces. And often all it will take is, even if it's not technically a criminal offence, they will probably be warned or moved on. Yeah, and I think that just reminds me of the really wonderful stories of what Miriam Margulies, who was a professor in the Harry Potter movies, she was the one that looked after Professor Sprout. Yeah. She was on, when she was, I think in her 20s, was on a bus somewhere in Europe. And a man on that bus was rubbing against her. And so she just, at the top of her lungs, yelled out, Would you please stop frotting against me? And the man just was petrified and ran off the bus. We're obviously not telling you to go and just yell at uh, men who might be doing this. I would now that you tell that story. (laughs) But I think it shows that at points, just saying or calling out something that you don't see as okay. Mm. Even if it is something that we think might increasingly become a little blurred Mm. with TV becoming more and more sexual and more and more pornographic. Mm. Calling it out and calling out things that maybe you find uncomfortable about public spaces or usage in those spaces that make you feel uncomfortable is definitely a thing that I think we can all work towards doing. Hi everyone. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We tried to do something a little different, so we hope that you enjoyed it. We have loads more film-related stuff coming your way. On June 30, we are so excited that we have moved to our forever home for our queer and femme film screenings. So on June 30, we're going to be showing Studio Ghibli's Spirited Away. It will be in Japanese with English subtitles. So all of you Puritans out there, get excited for what's going to be an amazing night. Details will be up on our Instagram, Facebook, and our webpage. So check them out.